wealthy man. I know our homes belong to my stepmother, but we never had to concern ourselves with money. Feeling queasy and lightheaded, my brain attempted to focus. What about the horses and riding equipment? All belong to your stepmother, and either have been or will be sold as per her request. Mrs. Morgan doesn't ride and doesn't wish the unnecessary expense. She intends to sell the estate in Virginia as well. But how are we to live? I stupidly blurted, before I could stop myself. For the next three months, your allowance and the expense involved in maintaining Amelia at the... Regis glanced at his notes. Silver Glades will be provided by Mrs. Morgan, which I'm sure you'll agree is very generous of her. She is under no obligation to do so. Your charge accounts naturally have been terminated. Oh, yes, and you may stay on at the house here in Palm Beach until next season. Mrs. Morgan intends to stay in New York. So that's it. All of it. I'm sorry if this all comes as a shock. A shock? My legs had turned to silly putty and my upper body had fossilized. Forcing air into my lungs required all my concentration. I could taste rancid baby food which had somehow managed to remain lodged in a crevice of my stomach for the last twenty-two years. I can imagine what you must be thinking. Would you like me to repeat any part of what I've said? No, thank you, I replied in a voice barely audible to myself. I'm quite certain that won't be necessary. Exiting Regis's office, I walked faster than my normal pace, temporarily unconcerned if I was seen limping in my quest for the ladies' room. Mercifully, it was empty. I had the luxury of regurgitating into the porcelain bowl in privacy. I flushed several times during the process to muffle the sound. When I turned to the sink, the mirror corroborated my expectations. Like the Italian flag, I was red, white, and green. I bathed my face with cold water, rinsed out my mouth, and applied face powder before exiting. On my way past thickly carpeted offices and conference rooms, I decided to forego all earlier resolutions regarding self-pity. Learning I was a pauper entitled me to a three-month orgy of self-pity, or until the last dollar of my allowance was spent. After that, Amelia and I would convert to Catholicism, join a convent, preferably one with good wine, minimal requirements for self-flagellation, and an abbey with a dazzling view. I had visited several lovely facilities in France— Escape was within my reach until I felt a hand touching my shoulder. Wait, please, we should talk. I turned and stared directly into a man's eyes. He was a few years older than I am and an inch or two shorter. I could hear him speaking. The language was English, but the rhythm and deep cello undertones were foreign. With the exception of Richard Burton and a few other Brits trained for the theater, English-speaking voices lacked that resonance. He had to repeat himself before I understood. I'm sure I could be of help if you gave me a few minutes. I stared at the man. Dark wavy hair, skin the color of a pecan, and dark chocolate eyes. And he wore a suit. A Latin man. A Latin man wearing a suit. Doubtless a common sight in Barcelona or Madrid. An imaginable occurrence in Manhattan. But not in Palm Beach. In Palm Beach, residents employed Latins as gardeners and household staff. But this man with the long, sweeping lashes and glacier-white teeth seemed completely at ease in his suit. Raul Francesco. He extended his right hand. 
I'm an attorney with the firm. Neville Bird is my uncle. He's asked me to speak with you. My uncle considered your father more of a friend than a client. As dreadful as things may appear at the moment, there may be some way we can help. Neville Bird was the firm's founder. My father hadn't abandoned us, hadn't left us destitute. Andrew Regis had been mistaken. I shook the proffered hand. Nice to meet you, Mr. Francesco. My uncle thought you might appreciate some assistance, letters of recommendation, advice on employment. We'd like to help in some small way, and please, call me Raoul. So there wasn't any money. Advice? I didn't need advice. I needed my father and hard cash. In lieu of that, I needed to be alone. At the very least, I was entitled to a good cry and the half-bottle of sherry I had stashed in my bedroom. Perhaps some other time.